Mem Amud Beis, Avon lines from the bottom, is a new Mishnah. If you have a slave owned by a person, and his master made the slave an apoitiki, uh, it's, it's a notricon for apotehekai, basically a security for others. He took a loan, let's say, for $10,000, and the deal was, if I don't pay the loan back uh, from somewhere else, uh, you know, you can take this here slave. Kama. Then, v'shichreroi, he freed him. Now, there's going to be a lot of pronouns in this mission. It's not going to be clear who's doing some of them, and uh, when we get to the Gemara, we'll clarify, but let's just say someone freed the slave. Shuras hadin, bottom line law would say, ena evet chayev klum, that the evet isn't chayev anything. Elam imne tikan it's another one of these tikan ha'ilam, so that the world works better sort of decrees. Kaifen es rabbi, we will force his master, this Evid's master, va'oise oisei ben chayren, to make him a free man. Ve'koisev shtar al-damav. And now the Evid is a free man, the Evid will have to write a document, an IOU, for his value. Okay, that is the Tanakhama, Rosh Gamliel, who we boxed, Oimer, he doesn't write. Uh, who does the Meshachra? The one who freed is the one who writes. Okay, what is going on in our Mishnah? It's not clear. Says the Gemara, Evid Shasau Rabbi Apoitiki. So you have a Evid. That's clear. Shasau Rabbi. He's got a master. But now his master took out a loan and made the Evid like a security for the loan that should the loan be defaulted on the Evid be collected on Potiki. And then it says, Veshichurai. And he freed him. Who freed him? Who freed the Evid? So Mishichurai. Squiggle underline Mishichurai. We're going to have two basic approaches to this. Rav, who I circled now, and I put a number one in the margin. And on Mem Aleph. Amud Aleph, two, four, six, eight lines down. First word on line is Rabban, and the next word is Ula. I circled Ula and put a number two. We'll have the Rav approach to the Mishnah and the Ula approach to the Mishnah. Here's the Rav approach to the Mishnah. I'm a Rav. This is the way the Rav explains. So the first question that we ask is, well, who's freeing the slave in this case? You have a Evid, Shasar Rabba, Paitiki, and then he freed him. Who's freeing him? Mishichrei, I'm a Rav, Rabbi Rishain. Rabbi Rishain, the original master of this Evid, uh, sets this Evid free. Okay, now what we're going to do is we're going to read phrase by phrase through the Mishnah and, and fill in who the pronouns are. So here's the first phrase. I, you can either put in right angles each time when we have a phrase in the Mishnah or underline it. Um, I did both. Shuras Hadin continued the Mishnah. The bottom line law would say, Eina Eved Chayev Klum, that the uh, Eved is not uh, Chayev anything. What does it mean, Shuras Hadin? Ena Evid Chayev Klum. The reason was because Lerabai Shani. This Evid is in Chayev anything to the second master. That would be the people who would have collected the Evid if the loan was defaulted. Ke de Rava. What did Rava say? Dama Rava, I know Rava's name, that the following three things. Hekdesh, Chametz, and Shichror, those three very uh, intense halachas, something that became Hekdesh, dedicated to the base of Mikdash, or Chametz, specifically Chametz on Pesach, or Shichror, freeing of a slave, those three institutions are strong enough that they will mafkin midei shibud, they will break what previously was a lien that existed on the item in question. Okay, so, Shurzen Enevil Chayev, the Rabbi Sheni, why? Because Rabbi Sheni never owned the Evid, it was only that the Evid was Meshubad to him. Um, 
And therefore, once the Shikhar came along, it removed that Shibud, just like Rava said, that Hektish, Chametz, and Shikhar. Hektish is a case, imagine a person had a cow, made that cow an apaitiki for a loan that he took, and then he is mocked to Shikadush Zagov to the Beis Amigdash. It goes to the Beis Amigdash, and uh, too bad for the security on that loan, they wouldn't be able to collect that uh, cow's security of the loan. Chametz is if you have a, let's say, a guy who lent money to a Jew, let's say he lent a Jew $1,000, and the Jew has some chametz, uh, and uh, it's, uh, I don't know, a little bit before Pesach, and he takes the loan and makes the chametz the um Apotiki, and then Chametz comes and goes, and he didn't like specify where the guy, he just had it in general, the Jew in his possession. When Chametz comes and goes, it is removed uh, the, because of the intensity of the Yisra of Chametz from the Shibud, and it becomes like it's the Jews totally, and it becomes like the Jews. Now, it's a problem if a Jew has Chametz, Avralava Pesach, and therefore Asr Bahanan, and the case of Shikhrur is our case. All three of those Mavkin Midei Shibud. Continued the mission said, four words, right angles, Now, what's the Tikkun Ha'ilam going on over here? The slave is freed. What's the Tikkun Ha'ilam? That is Shemayim Tse'enu Beshuk. Then maybe the Rabbi Yusheni will find this guy in the Shuk and see uh, Leroy, Leroy, you're supposed to be mine to collect from Merloy, and he'll say to Leroy in public, and people hear this, of the Atta. Now, really, Leroy's not as avid, but people are going to say, oh, look at that, maybe he is an avid, you never know, and now Leroy's children could have uh, genealogical uh, issues, problems of uh, Yichus. Um, continues, because of that concern, continue the Mishnah, three words, right angles, Kaifinus Rabbi, we force his Rabbi. Now, who is it that we're forcing here? We're forcing this Rabbi Shani who opened his big mouth in public and claimed that Leroy was his Evid, Rabbi equals Shani, and what does that Rabbi have to do? The Oisa Oisai Ben Charin, those four words in right angles, and he makes him, he basically will have to write out a, uh, well, he makes him a Ben Charin, how? The Koisev, he basically frees him, gives him a Shtar Shechor, even though he never really owned him. Now, what does the Evid have to do in turn? The Koisev, I put the word Koisev in right angles, who's writing out here? The Evid is writing out, What's he writing out? Three words at right angles. Shtar al-Damav. Basically an IOU for his value. Why doesn't he just pay him the money? Because usually when an Evid is free, he doesn't have any money. Everything that they had up until that point always went to the master. And basically we'll have to uh, uh, pay back that IOU at some point. Okay. Let's say he was worth more than the value of the loan that was defaulted on. So it's whichever is less. Either his value or the loan that was defaulted on. Then came along with Shum and Roshim Gamliel said in the Mishnah, according to the way we said it now, is the Tanakhama is having the Evid write this out, that, oh, what does the Evid have to do with anything? I squiggle underline Evid, ain't Evid Kaysev, Ella, the Meshachrer Kaysev. I squiggle underline the Meshachrer. In other words, one who borrowed the money was the Rabbi Rishon. And the Rabbi Rishon was the one who was Meshachrer the Evid, so it's the Meshachrer that writes the IOU to uh, the a guy that he owed the money to. Okay, that is a machlokus between the Tanakam and Shungamliel. A Maikam Fligi. What is essentially the point of machlokus here? Why is it that the Tanakama says the Evid writes it out and Shungamliel says the Meshachra writes out this IOU? Well, the machlokus is the issue of Bemazik Shibuda Shachaveroi Kamifligi. What happens if I go along and, and damage somebody else's Shibud? That which is the security for somebody 
else. It's not their item yet, it's just, uh, it was the security for them. Mar, Savar, I squiggling around the word Mar, this would be where Shemgam Liel holds. Chayev, the person is Chayev, and that's how Shemgam Liel says, that person would have to write out an IOU document. Whereas Mar, Savar, I squiggling around the Mar, Savar, the other man, which would be the Tanakama, would say, Pater, and that's why, if there's anyone who's writing out an IOU, it's the slave himself, not the Rabbi Rishon. It Marnami, we also have stated, on an Amoraic level, Hamazik Shibudai Shel if Al goes along and damages something as the shibud of someone else, Banulamachloikis, well, who's Chayev over there, or if anyone is the Machloikis uh, between Shimon and the Rabbanan, just like we had presented it. Period. Ula, who we circled. Now, Ula's going to have a completely different take on the way to understand the Mishnah. So let's take it from the top. Ula Amar Mishikhru, the question we had asked initially, five lines from the bottom of the previous Talmud, was when the Mishnah said, if you have an Eved, that his master made him a security for others. The Shikharoi. Now, who's Meshacharim? Mishikharoi. Squilanoi Mishikharoi. Actually, it's the Rabbi Yishaini. The Rabbi Yishaini is Meshacharim. Now, Rav had said it was the Rabbi Rishain. Here it's the um, Rabbi Yishaini before the loan came due. So the guy took a loan, $10,000, I don't know, for a year. And like with a month ago, um, the loan didn't come due yet. He freed that slave who was the security, the apoitiki, for the loan. Okay, what do we say then? I, uh, we had put either underline or right angles. The Mishnah said, What does it mean? Well, you know who's not chayiv anything? That's the Eved, is not chayiv. The mitzvahs. He, he's not chayiv at all to do mitzvahs. Why? Because he's not really free, because Rabbi Shein doesn't own him to free him. I four more words from the Mishnah. Rather, you know, we have to do something over here because you need the world to work better. What's that? Well, once the Rabbi Shaini freed him, people start to think this guy's actually a fully freed uh, slave, meaning he's fully Jewish. Because the rumors started going around, oh, he's been freed. Now, the truth is, the guy who freed him wasn't really his master to free him. But since that went on, you know what we do? I underline these three words in the Mishnah, we will force his master. Who's the rabbi over here? His real rav. In other words, the first guy who still owns this Eved will force him, the rabbi Rishain. And uh, continuing to quote the Mishnah, and then he writes out. Now, who's writing out this um, uh, star for the, the money owed? The Eved? Star Aldamov. Well, the rabbi Rishain really didn't want to free him, probably, but we made him because of Tikkanoilam over here. Well, he just lost a slave, so the slave will write out to the Rabbi Rishon the value of his value. I don't know, let's say he's worth $5,000, he'll write it out to his Rabbi Rishon, eventually he'll pay him back. That's the Tanakama. Continued the Mishnah and Rav Shimon Leil, Aymer, that it's not the Evid who writes out this IOU to the Rabbi Rishon, Einai, not the Evid, Kaisev, El Meshachrer, Kaisev, it's the Meshachrer who will write it out. Okay, comma, my kamifligi, according to this explanation, what then is the machlokas between the Tanakh and Shem Gamliel? The machlokas would be Behezek She'enoi Nikr. Not Mazak Shibuja Shokhavira, but rather, if I do do damage to someone, but there's no nothing physically discernibly different. Obviously, if you have a vase and I smash it, it's physically different. But here it's just a change in status. And that change in status is not nikr, it's not discernible physically to anyone. Is that chayiv or not? Kamefligi. Colon. Mars, Avershim Gamliel's of the opinion, Shmei Hezek is considered Hezek, and therefore that damage that was caused would have to 
the 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 the, re, the results of that would be that the person who who did that hezekshin and damage would be responsible. Umar Savar and the Tanakamas of the opinion. The mar, it's not considered a damage, and therefore, if anyone's going to write something out, it would have to be the Evid, because the Evid's getting his freedom, really, for nothing. Okay, so we have these two approaches, uh, Rav and Ula. Each one, Rav, that is, and Ula, it is, didn't want to say like the other. Why not? Apparently, there's a major flaw in, uh, Ula will tell you in the Rav approach, and Rav will tell you in the Ula approach. Ula, we underline, my time alayamarka Rav, why didn't he want to say, like, Rav? Well, the big problem with the way that Rav explained things was, at least according to Ula, Amar Lach, Shani. On the top line of this Amud, we said, the Mishnah, we force his master to free him. The second guy's not his master. Shani, that second guy. Rabbi Karisle, you're going to have the Mishnah call him Rabbi. He's not his master. The first guy's the master. Why would you possibly refer to the second guy as the master? That's what Ula finds difficult in the Rav approach. Okay. The Rav, I know Rav's name also. My time, Amar Kula. Why didn't he want to say that the Ula approach? And Rav also has a reason why he didn't like that approach. Amarlach, Rav would tell you, Shani, the second guy, Mishachrer, Karisle. When the second guy freed the slave, he didn't belong to the second guy. You can't call him a Meshach. Meshach was the one who owns the slave and frees his own slave, but you can't call someone who frees somebody else's slave a Meshachrer. And that's why um, Rav didn't want to say like Ula. Period. Itmar. Okay, here's a, another issue which will be discussed on an Amoraic level. Person borrows money, makes a field that he owns, a apotiki, a source of collection in case he defaults on the loan for others. And then, Vishat Fanar, there was, uh, I don't know, the, uh, the Russians and the Ukrainians blew up a dam and the field was totally flooded. The reason I'm saying that is because it's a case where Shat Fanar and... Uh, uh, Rashi says the field is always going to be uh, ruined. It seems like whatever happened, maybe there was a dam, I don't know, but the uh, field's always going to be now underwater. So it's totally ruined. Well, what do we say? Ami Shaper Noah, that's his, uh, what they called him, Ami, the exceedingly handsome one, uh, said, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Hafbach Rabbi Yochanan, Enoi, I double in on the Eino that if the person defaults on the loan, the uh, the one who's owed the money, the Malva cannot collect from any other assets. He had an asset that he was supposed to collect from the field, and the field got flooded. We have box of Shmuel Amar, that the Malva would be allowed in the case of default to collect from other assets in this situation. Now, Rabbi Yitzchak is going to come in this machlokas because he says that this Ami character is such a handsome young man. He says things that are basically stupid. Mishum da Ami Shaper Nohu Amar Shmaisa Delo Shapirin that are let's say probably nicer that are not so uh, nice and pretty. That's he didn't like it. And uh, like, why in the world would the Malvulant of the money not be able to collect from anything else in case of a default of the loan like he was supposed to get from the field? Fine, but the field is ruined now. Well. To Targim Shmaisa, to Amarle, it must be that the case is where it wasn't just an apotiki, but rather it was clear, where the deal was, um, I'm borrowing $10,000 from you, I will try my best to pay you back, but if I don't, the place, and the only place where you could possibly collect from would be this field. That's the situation where if the field was flooded, according to uh, Rabbi Yechanan, that, uh, sorry, there's no other assets that, being collected, that can be collected from. Period. Tanami Hachi. We have a Brisa. Goes for three lines. Brings out this point. Says the Brisa. I borrowed money. 
made a field of mine, a apotiki for someone else, for shot fanar, and then that field got totally ruined, uh, literally got flooded with uh, floodwaters, and it's always going to be ruined. Goiva Mishar Nechosim, the um, the Malva, who has no other place to collect from, can collect from other assets of mine. Kamaviim Amar Loi. If, however, part of the original deal was, uh, quote, I said to him, Lo I'm going to borrow some money, and I hope to pay you back, but if I don't, you'll be able to collect, and only collect from this particular field, and then the field got flooded and ruined forever. Then, listen, the Malva's out of luck, you cannot collect from any other assets. That's the end of the take source. And that sounds just like what we had said in the Gemara. Tani Idak, we have another price which takes us to the Mishnah. Starts here. Haisa Sadehu Apotiki, person takes a loan, makes his field a apotiki, a security le balchaiv for the person that he borrowed the money from. Uluksubasisha, or he made a field, an apotiki for a ksuba for his wife. In other words, the money that's owed is that. Gaivin Mishar Nechosim. He can collect. Um, from other assets, like if the person wants, he could sell this and they would collect from something else. In other words, it's not that this field has to always remain available to be collected from. It could be sold and other assets can be collected from. Rav Shem Gamliel, who we boxed, Oimer, Balchoiv, and we're going to learn Balchoiv and Ishi, makes a differentiation between the two. Balchoiv, somebody owes money, and collect from other assets. However, the woman... No, the nature of a relationship between a husband and wife is different than a business relationship. Isha, no, 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 we don't have her collecting from other assets because to collect from other assets would require going to court and very public sort of lawyer scenario, and that's not something that is honorable for a woman. Um, at least for most times in history, it could be a little bit different now, but it's it's just unbecoming. It's improper. In, in it's uh, not the done thing that a woman would uh, go through all the courts and the lawyer system to get what's owed her. Bottom line, for her ksuba, if the uh, if the husband had designated a particular field, that field cannot be sold, and she'll collect in the future if she needs to from other assets. That field always needs to remain for her. Says the Mishnah. Uh, we've had this a number of times, we'll have it a number of times. You have a slave, he is 50% a uh, Eved and 50% a Ben Chayrin. He was totally a guy, he was bought as an Eved, uh, he's 50% free. Okay, so what does he do now? Like, who owns him? He kind of owns himself 50%, but his master owns 50%, so colon. So one day he works for his master, and the next day he works for himself. Splits his work time 50-50. Divrei Beis Hillel, we box the Beis Hillel. Beis Shammai, we also box the Yemim. Well, that's fantastic for his working life, but what about his personal life? Takanta mes rabbi, so you fixed the issue with he has to work 50% for his master. But his personal life, what about his family? He has nobody to marry. You know why? Lisa Shivcha Yafshi, he can't get married to a Shivcha because Shikvar Chasib and Chayyid. Half of him is a free man, and a free man is Asr to a Shivcha. On the other hand, a Baschur and a regular base Yankiv girl, he cannot, in other words, a regular Israelis, he cannot marry. Yafshar, Shikvar because he's still 50% Evan, and Evan is usher to a full-fledged Jewish girl. Now, what do you want the guy to do? Yivatel? He should just like nullify? He should kind of forget about the Indian or the mitzvah puravu? He has to have kids. And that like is, on some level, the whole purpose of us being here. The whole universe isn't created. Allah! To be fruitful and multiply. Like the Pasuk in Yishai says, Not for emptiness was it created. Did Hashem create the whole world? Rather, to be inhabited. 
for people who can procreate to procreate to have children. Generations. Ella. So again, because of a tikkun ha'olam, we made tikkun ha'olam. Kaifinus Rabbi, we force his current master, who owns fifty percent of him, the Oisai Saibin Khan, and he frees this slave, in other words, he frees fifty percent, the Kaisiv Sharachatsidamov, and then he will write a document for half of his value. And once that was pointed out, the Khazar Bas Hill, the Shamai. The Bas Hillels, who had originally said, eh, let him work one day for himself and one day for his master, uh, agreed with the Bas Shamai is that we basically free this slave. And make him a totally free man. Tanurabanan, have a brisa. The brisa goes for just over a line. Hamishakra chatsiavdai, one who frees half of his eved. Uh, did that work or not? Machlokas Rebbe versus the Chachamim. Rebbe, who I boxed Aimer Kana, that it will work and uh, he's half a free man. The Chachamim, I boxed the Chachamim, Kana, that it will not work. Okay, there are two possibilities as to how a person could free a slave. One is star, one is kesef. Both of those under certain circumstances will work. The issue is going to be over here if you want to be mishachri or not your whole of it, but half your of it. So Amar Rabbi, circled Rabbi's name, I put a number one in the margin. About ten lines later, first word in line is bekesef. Then I circled Rav Yosef and put a number two in the margin. We're going to have two different approaches to understanding um, this little brisa that we just had. The Rabba approach and the Revesa approach. And the issue is going to be Amar Rabba Machlokus Bishtar. I double underline Machlokus Bishtar. If you skip down 10 lines by Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says Machlokus Bekesef. I double underline Machlokus Bekesef. So basically, Rabba is going to explain that the whole issue is going on this Machlokus between Rebbe and the Chachamim. If Shtar is used to free Hamashar Chatziavdai, and Rav Yosef, in about 10 lines from now, will explain it as Machlokus Bekesef. Here we go. Amar Rabba, the Machlokus between Rebbe and the Chacham is Bishtar. Colon de Rebbe. I squiggle underline Rebbe's name, Savar. He understands the following. When the Pasuk is in Vayikra, you test Pasuk uh, uh, Chaf, says the following, That Pasuk we've had before, that's by a uh, Shifa Kanainis. Um, it says, She was not um, redeemed. Now, when you redeem someone, Stam, redemption is with money. So uh, I wrote above that Kasef. Oh, uh, or some other sort of ability to free her, which would be chusha lenitanla. We know we have a gzeirah of a la la from isha, just like an isha is divorced with the star. So to uh, the evid here, so we have uh, basically kesef and star mentioned that pasuk. What do you do with the connection? Makish. I dot underline the word makish. We have a hekish star kesef. Well, colon ma kesef ben kuloi ben chetzioi. Just like kesef works, whether it's uh, he's freed entirely or freed partially, like we just learned from hefda. Lainiftasa, what's Vahefta? He's redeemed. Okay, what's Lainiftasa? She's not redeemed. Okay, well, is she redeemed or not redeemed? Well, she's kind of redeemed, and that is Kesef. Afshtar, so too, apparently, Shtar Nami ben Kule ben Chatzyeh. You could re, a person can uh, um, free a slave, male or female slave, either totally or partially using the institution of Shtar. Okay, that's Rebbe. Kama, the Rabbanan, I squeal under the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan, they don't use a hekish, rather gemiri. I dot underline the word gemiri. Gemiri is the term for a gezeira shava. There's a, a word connection here. The Rabbanan, gemiri, la, la, meisha. Right? It's said over here, lo uh, initan la, and it says by isha, um, the word la, um, ma isha. Can a man who has a wife divorce half of her? No. Ma'isha chetzialoi, af evid, so too, because it says, v'kasav la, sefer krisus ma'inisha, af evid, so tun evid nami, chetzialoi, the institution of uh, shtar, cannot free half of a evid.
Okay, that's the machlokas, the way Rob explains it between Rebbe and the Chachamim. Aval, I put a diamond around the word aval and underline till the end of the line, bekesef divra kol kana. Apparently, if money is used, everyone would agree that if somebody's mishachar or half their avid using money, using kesef, it would work. Why? Because peduya ve'ena peduya. That's the case of uh, freed, but not freed. Basically a chatsi chatsi. Okay. Okay, according to this explanation, should we say that the basis of the machlokas between Rebbe and the Chachamim is as follows, colon, Demar, Savar, I squiggle around the word Mar, that would be Rebbe's of the opinion that when you have Hekesh versus Xerah Shava, in this corner Hekesh, and in this corner Xerah Shava, who emerges victorious, in other words, who's the strong, which is the stronger Drasha, Mar, Rebbe would say the Hekesh is Adif, and that's maybe why Rebbe learned from the Hekesh, Umar, Savar, I squiggle around the Mar, the Rabbana would say no, Xerah Shava, Adifa, and that's why the Rabbana was from the Xerah Shava. Should, should we not say this is just a basic Yusaitistic machlokas when you go a Hekesh tells you one thing, Xerashava tells you something else, you follow the Hekesh or the Xerashava? And just the Gemara, no, no, no. Low, comma, Dikuliyama Xerashava Adifa. Everyone would say that a Xerashava makes more sense. Now, Xerashava comes from Sinai. And Xerashava from Sinai, you have a Hekesh. Okay, there's a Pasuk. It mentions, uh, you know, this topic and, and that topic. But Xerashava, two words that are in totally different. Uh, parshas connect them. Since it comes from Sinai, it is much more. Uh, uh, it makes more sense that it's a much stronger level drasha. The shiny hacha. What's going on if the gzereshav is adif? Then why did um, Rebbe here learn from the hekish? The shiny hacha diikla mifrach because you could actually mafrich. You you could uh, question the logic of the that the gzereshav would lead you to because malaisha. Remember, a regular married woman, the only way she gets out is with Shtar. Kesef doesn't work. You can have the husband give her a get and she's divorced, but if he gives her $100 and says get lost, it ain't going to work. Taimar, could you say the same? And that's why you can't connect what you know by Ish to know it by Evid. Could the same by Seb Evid that we know for sure, at least in some cases, Yoytza Bekesef. Kesef certainly will work to free an Evid. Period. Okay, that's the way Rabbah explains the Machlokas Rebbe and the Chachamim. Rav Yosef, who we had circled Amar, he says the Machlokas between Rebbe and the Chachamim is actually Bekesef. Here we go. De Rebbe, I squiggle around the word Rebbe Savar, that when the Pasuk uses the term three-word quote, Vehefta loy niftasa, what's that? That's a Peduya, Veina Peduya. In other words, we know that this is talking about Kesef, and it's uh, partially and basically Kesef works to free half of the Shivcha. As for Rebbe knows, uh, that Kesef will work. Virabanan. And what does the Rabbanan do? The Torah does say, Vefdala Niftasa, I squeal on the Rabbanan, Rabbanan Savri. Yeah, it says that, but that's not significant enough to be darshanable. You know why? Because there's a concept of Dibra, Taira, Kelashain, Bnei Adam. The Hefdala Niftasa is simply a phrase that was commonly used by people. And as Rashi says, that no, no, we're talking about a full fledged Shifra, not a Shifra who's partially free. Now, the whole issue over there is if she has this relationship where she's kind of together with an Evan and then she sleeps with some other man. Um, normally, a woman who's a regular Jewish woman who's married and sleeps with another man, uh, there's a death penalty. Uh, when it comes to total slaves, there's nothing. But uh, there she's told that she might have to bring a carbon. So, uh, what, what is the nature of the relationship? Well, Dibra, Tyra, Kaloshan, Bnei Adam. She's a full-fledged shivcha. Aval, however, and I put a diamond around the aval and underline the next five words, according to the Rav Yosef approach, that little brysa on the sixth line of uh, this Amud, Bishtar divrei hakoyl 
Loikana. Everyone would agree, Loikana. Why would Shtar uh, not work half of the uh, 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 of the slave to be freed? Because we learn La La from Isha, and that La Logs, they were showed just like a woman, you can't free have, uh, a husband can't free have his wife, so too a master can't free have his slave. Mace Put a, now the Gemara is going to bring three Tanaic sources. Um, two of them are going to be good for Rabba, one of them is going to be good for Rav Yosef. Uh, each one is, though, a different term. One's a Mace, one's a Tashma, one's a Dikatani, so let's mark them and hopefully this will help. I put a upside down triangle on this Mace about seven, eight lines later, last word on the line is hafta, and right before there's a tashma, I put a right side up triangle on a tashma, and then four lines from the bottom, first word on the line is Rebbe, near the sort of middle of that line is, it says dikatani, and I put a upside down triangle on the dikatani. Again, the direction of the triangle indicates whether it's a question on Rav Yosef or a question on uh, Rabba. So here we go. Mesve. Tanaic source goes for a line and a half. It says here, Hamishachrer Chatsi Avdoi Bishtar. Oh boy, I double underline Bishtar. That's pretty clear there. If you free half your slave using a star, Rabbi Americana, the Khamarimilaikana. That's the end of the Tanaic source, and it's very clear, black on white, in a box, that the Machlokas Rebbe versus the Chachamim definitely is in the case of Shtar. So should we say now, ask the Gemara, Tiyufta to Rav Yosef? Would this refute Rav Yosef? And uh, yeah, actually, Tiyufta, this is a Tiyufta. Now, a lot of times when uh, there's a Machlokas uh, Amalirayim, and we want to mafrik someone, want to bring a Tiyufta on someone, we bring our double-barrel shotgun. So we just shot Rav Yosef with the first barrel of the shotgun. For sure... When it comes to using star, the machlokas exist. That would definitely um, uh, show that Rav Yosef was wrong with what he said by star. Because Rav Yosef had said by star, everyone would agree it doesn't work. Here we see that's not the case. The Gemara wants to know we should take it a step further. Because since this Tanaic source just taught itself, the machlokas Rebbe versus Chachamim in the context of a star, maybe you could say like this. Bishtaru depligi. Aval bekesef, when it comes to kesef, Low bligi, and maybe there's no machlokas, and everyone would say it would work if someone's mishachar or half is ever using kesef. In which case, should we then say that we fire the other barrel of the shotgun at Rav Yosef? bitarti on both of those issues. Well, that far we're not going to go because Rav Yosef would be able to be defending his other uh, opinion when it comes to uh, kesef. Amalak Rav Yosef, he would say no, just because it's an aic source that we had four lines ago, taught itself in the context of shtar, pligi bishtar, but you know what? Hua din bekesef, the same would be kesef. Then why even mention bishtar? Or why not have the b'risa say, mishar chatsi bishtar bekesef? Or just say, mishar chatsi You know why? The ha dekatani, the ha dekamiflik bishtar, that which the Tanaic source brought out the machlokas in the context of shtar, if the same machlokas would apply in kesef, it must be there's a chiddish, there's something novel about teaching it in shtar, you know what that is, to let you, how far, how far Rebbe goes to say it'll work, that even bishtar, it'll work. Now, why would you think shtar wouldn't work? Because we have the gzereshava, la, la, from isha, we know that we can't, husband can't divorce half his wife, so you might have thought, no, no, even bishtar, Rebbe will say it'll work. Okay, well, if you want to bring out an extreme situation, why not argue in the context of Kesef, that the Rabbanan show that even Kesef will not work? Well, because if you can show one extreme, it's always better when both 
parties are competent, like Rabbi Lerbanan are, Koyach Tehetera Adifle. The ability to say that something is mutter is preferable to be brought out. In other words, the author of the Bryce wants to bring out the case of how far the shita that allows them, not how far the opinion that says it's not allowed, but how far the opinion that says it's yes allowed is, and that is uh, done by bringing the case of Shara and saying that Rebbe would say that it would yes work. Tashma, we bring a Another Tanaic source here to clarify the issue. I put a right setup triangle on the Tashma. This Tanaic source goes four, two, four, six, eight, ten, about twelve lines. Starts here. Again, it's that uh, Pasuk Vaikra Yud Tes. Um, there's a description of the shifch over there. It says, And now Kudja said the word Vehefta, and she's redeemed. I would think that all of her is like she's totally redeemed. She's a totally free woman. No, Tamalaimar, the next phrase is Lainifta, so she's not redeemed. Well, if I just said the phrase, she's not redeemed, she's not redeemed at all, she's just like a shivcha. No, so how Kate said, how do you have someone who's redeemed and not redeemed? Well, it must be that she's partially redeemed, and that works. How can you have someone partially redeemed who was a shivcha but now is partially free? That works using money or monetary equivalent. Comma. I only know that a slave will go free using the institution of money. Bishtar minayin. How do you know that shtar is an institution that at all works to set a slave free? Well, Tamalaymar, the Pasuk says, same Pasuk over there, says, that word law, what are we talking about? What institution is being used over there? So I squiggle underline the word law. And elsewhere by a husband and wife, in a husband divorcing his wife, it says, I squiggle underline that word law. Safer creases. He writes out for her, for his wife, a uh, document of divorce. Colon. Just like a get of an Isha. Bishtar, the way that a man severs the relationship with his wife and separates is using a document, Afghan, so to here in the case of a master and his uh, slave or a slave man, slave woman, Afghan be star. Okay, so I know that at least the institution of star as a possibility works by a master and a slave. Ain li ella, so I only know at this point, chesef be kesef, that if you want to free half the slave using kesef, for that matter, like for sure if you want to use, free all the slaves using kesef, or Kuloi bishtar, or the entirety of the uh, Evid you want to use a star. Now, why can't you free half the Evid with a star? Because we don't know that yet, and especially if we're learning from Nisha, you can only free all of your wife using a get, so too here. How do you know, though, chetsev bishtar minayan? Now, above the word chetsev, I wrote in seifa and put in parentheses. We're going to refer back to this part of this um, 12 line Bryce as the seifa. Half of the <clears throat> Evid, how do you know it can be freed using a uh, star? Well, Tama Laimar, back to the Pasuk, one line quote, Vehefta Lainiftasa, Echufshalainitanla, Makesh Tarla Kesev Hekesh, between the two of them. What does that connection teach us? Colin Makesef. Money. If a person has a Evidor Shivcha wants to free them, Ben Kuloi Ben Chatsia, it works to release part of them or half of them, Afshtar, so too when it comes to a document, Nami Ben Kuloi Ben Chatsyov. You could use the institution of Shtar to the to uh, free half one slave or uh, all of one slave or half one slave. That's the end of a very long Tanaic source. Now, we're going to have to find, it doesn't say, I didn't see anywhere in the Tanaic source who would be the author. Is it the Rebbe or is it the Hamim? Well, let's see. Bishlama, 
All is well according to Rav Yosef, connector, Basar de Toysev. Rav Yosef, up above, uh, about 15 lines ago, um, he was Macefaid. And he has to say, uh, like he said about, first one line is Bitarti, about 15 lines up. Rav Yosef said that, no, the Machlokas is in both Shtar and Kesev. So, this is fine according to Rav Yosef, but Rav Yosef Hamani, who would be the author of the 12-line Tanakh source we just finished reading? Rabbi he. Well, it would simply be according to Rabbi, because he says in both them, uh, to free half using Kesef or Star, to free half one's Shifcha will work. That'll be Rabbi. Ella le Rabba, however, according to the Rabba approach, we see now why this is a question on Rabba, Reisha Divra so the first Eight lines of the snake source would be according to everyone. Safe a Rebbe, and then the we had written in in the snake source um, about four lines before it ended. The Seifa, then that would be only according to Rebbe. It's very unusual. You have a snake source that doesn't say any names, and the first half is according to all opinions. Second half is according to only one opinion. So, what are we going to do with that? Is that not a question on Rabba? Well, the Gemara gives two answers on behalf of Rabba. The first, number one, Amalak Rabba. Rabba could answer you in. Yeah, that's right. It's a snake source, the Reish is Divra Kol, and the safe is Rebbe. Ravashi has a, uh, I don't know, I'm not exactly sure what the issue is over here. Maybe we're just going to assume it's not uh, Shittas Rebbe, but Ravashi Amar, I put number two above his name, second approach, he says, no, the Brysa is Rebbe. It's all Rebbe's opinion. Um, Rebbe is the Reish, and Rebbe is the Seifa, so there is absolute consistency. Period. One more last uh, loose end to tie up before we call it a week. Ella Masnisa Dikatani. We have the upside down triangle on Dikatani because this again is going to be a question on Rav Yosef. So let's go back to our Mishnah. We had been dealing up until now. We haven't touched our Mishnah. We started with a little Bryce and we've been marshalling the uh, shot in the Bryce back and forth. So what about the Mishnah? Here's a one line quote from our Mishnah. Right angles. The Mishnah presented a case where somebody was uh, half Eved and half Ben Chayrin. Now, Bish, Lama we understand according to Raba, how do you get such a case? Mukim Laba Kesef Vedivra Koyl. He'll say, oh, you know how? It's Kesef was used to free half the Eved, and everyone would agree with it. Rebbe would agree with it. Chama would agree with it. Elala Rav Yosef, according to the way Rav Yosef explained things, should we then say that the Mishnah, which is not the worst thing in the world, but should we say, Lema Rebbe, Hivaloi Rabbanan, the Mishnah is taught only according to Rebbe. And not the Rabbanan? Nope. And with this, we'll conclude. Amar Ravina, underline Ravina. We've been assuming up until now that the Eved, or the Shifcha, excuse me, was owned by one person who's freeing, say, 50% of uh, their ownership. Actually, we're talking about an Eved Shel Shnei Shutfin. No, it's an Eved that was jointly owned by two people. The Divra Koyal, and everyone would agree with it. Rashi says, top Rashi on Membeis, each person only has a 50% ownership in this effort to start out with. Even the Rabbana would agree that when that owner frees their um, ownership of the ever which 50%, everyone agrees it works. He's not keeping anything for himself. He's freeing 100% of whatever he owns in that Evid. It happens to be half of the Evid, but he's freeing from his perspective 100%, and therefore it is like a man and a wife who when he divorces his wife, he is now, a wife can't have two husbands, but when a man divorces his wife, he's divorcing Every sheikh as he has to the wife, so too over here. When you have a slave who's owned by two owners, one of the owners can free everything that he has, shaykh to this evident that would work. Adkan.